Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio, and school is officially out for summer. So treat your family to a Mississippi getaway. Head on over to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. Now, you are in for a real treat today here on Good Things because we are getting a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the world of arm wrestling. I just love it. Yep. And today would be the day if you want to see a six foot, six inch, 300 pound man in the studio that's not Rhino <laughs> to head on over to supertalk.fm slash watch. You will see I am joined by Wayne Withers of Neshoba County, who is taking the arm wrestling world by storm. And he's really making a mark for the sport here in our state, which I think is pretty cool. So welcome, Wayne. How you doing? You were not hard to spot when I came into the building earlier. I was looking for my six-foot-tall guest. You may be, out of four years of Good Things guests, you may be the tallest one we've ever had in the studio. Do you, do you have a hard time finding britches? Yes, I have a very hard time. I usually just find whatever brand I can wear, and same same way with boots. <laughs> <laughs> boots and britches, I can imagine that. But I assume your stature um, helps you in the sport of arm wrestling. So I shared with you that I kind of fantasized when I first came across uh, what you were up to, that you were inspired to start arm wrestling when you saw, you know, the 1987 movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone when he turns his cap backwards and he wins at all the big truck and all to save his son so is my premonition correct or are you going to crush all those dreams for me no that's absolutely correct growing up when i was the only child after complications from my mother giving birth uh i was they decided to just stop at me but they always said i was like having four and one <laughs> but uh me, growing up, me and my mom, we would just watch movies on the weekends. We'd go rent six or seven VHS tapes, you know, VHS cassettes. I didn't see a lot of my dad. He worked and had his own logging operation. And uh, when I, I remember when I was about 10 or 11 years old, my dad walked in the room one day and he said, here, he said, you might like this. He handed me a movie and it was over the top. And I don't know if it was a way to connect with my dad because I hadn't had, you know, a lot of time with him or just that I loved the movie and loved watching over the top that, that I really fell in love with it. But I remember, you know, watching it thinking it was just a movie, and I didn't realize, you know, one day I would actually become friends with a lot of the people from the movie because it was shot on the 1987 World Championships in Las Vegas. It was the biggest, to date, and even to date right now, the biggest arm wrestling tournament ever in the world. Which I guess makes a lot of sense. That's so interesting because that's not something you can just cast people for that know what they're doing. Like, you actually are going to have to get people who can arm wrestle if you want it to be a believable scene within the movie which that's pretty much uh, you know the whole you know M of that movie but this is your real life Wayne and right. your dad was kind of um, you know an inspiration too he wasn't Sylvester Stallone but right. <laughs> or truck driver but he arm wrestled so how did you guys connect over over that well, my dad would just 
would arm wrestle, you know, at spur of the moments if uh, somebody wanted to challenge somebody for a strength. Uh, my dad was just real. He was like known as the local town strong man. You know, he he hauled short logs, you know, from a very young age, and I got into that as well. But, yeah, I remember my dad was considered the strongest man in town, and I really, you know, I, I, I really meant a lot to me, and I wanted to do the same thing. I just took it a step further by going to actual professional tournaments and competing. As I got older. Do you remember the first time you ever arm wrestled? Oh, the first time I arm wrestled. Just playing around. Probably against my dad when I was about, after, probably not long after watching that movie, probably around 13 years old against my dad. Did he let you win? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even give you the slightest sense that you may have a chance? No, it seemed at that point there was no chance at all. No, it seemed, and I, I remember when I was about 15, I had been working with my dad in the wo- in the woods full time. I had started homeschooling around probably around 14 years old and I worked with him and my uncle and I would I would pull against my dad every night almost we would just play around on the table and I was running chainsaws and driving skidders and you know, doing a lot of things that would make you stronger in the hand and wrist to compete. I remember by the time I was 15, I could beat him, his brother, any grown man in the community. What was it like the first time you knew you beat your dad in arm wrestling, um, and you knew he didn't like let you do it? Well, I beat him that night at the house, and I remember the next morning at the breakfast table at my grandmother's, uh, he was telling my uncle, yeah, he beat me, and I know if he can beat me, he can beat you. And my uncle was a bigger man, he just wasn't quite as strong as my dad was. And uh, I remember I beat my uncle. <laughs> it just kind of went from there. Uh, the word spread around the community that there's this, this kid that's beating these grown men in town. And that's how I started getting my popularity at it, I guess you'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's something interesting. People, it's one of those things I feel like it's just this impulse. If you've got a group of friends, you know, you want to bro sesh or have a good time or whatever, you just sort of see who's, you know, who wrestle it out. If it's not really wrestling, then it's arm wrestling. But you're using the word pull or pulling. Mm-hmm. So in the world of arm wrestling, professional arm wrestling, that's – Y'all don't call yourselves arm wrestlers. You call yourself pullers. Pullers. Yes. And that's because you are pulling more pulling than your anything opponent. else. Yes, yes. It's all it's all pull sport. Yeah. So we go by pullers. I mean, you know, sometimes we go by arm wrestlers, but you know, normally it's a uh, we're pulling this puller and we're going to pull him on this date. You know, it's all about pulling. <laughs> Okay, so in the state of Mississippi, you obviously there, Wayne, in your small town, which at that time was that Carthage, or had your family moved to Philadelphia? Carthage. Carthage. I mean, you you tap out, right? Like, I mean, if you are arm wrestling everyone in town, all the football team, all the wrestling team, whatever it may be, you run out of opponents. So when did you make the shift to maybe going into real competition with it, or even got introduced that it could be a real competition? Right, yeah, because as I was getting older, around 18, 19, I couldn't find nobody around town to arm wrestle. Nobody wanted to play around no more. I had no idea it was a real sport at all. And uh, I remember I was in a in my trucking business, at a, and it was around 2008. I was about 27, 28 years old, but the logging, witness, the logging business went horribly bad. We couldn't sell timber nowhere. And my friend in Carthage, he owned a gas station. And I approached him and asked him, you know, could I get a job pumping gas? And he said, yeah, sure. I must have felt about two foot tall having to park my rig and and go to that gas station. But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Because he also owned a gym. And I had been working there about three weeks. And, you know, and and he told me, he said, you come by the gym today and get your check. He said, we won't be bringing it over today. So I went by and when I picked up the check, I noticed at the corner of my eye, 
they had a flyer for an arm wrestling competition. And I said, wow, you know, this is right up my alley. I'd love to do it. And uh, I waited. I counted the days. It was like three weeks away. And I went and beat everybody to gym, and I won the tournament. And I said, you know, if they're doing this here, why can't they be doing it in other places? And back then, it wasn't near as popular as it is now, but I found a site on the Internet called the Northeast Message Board for Arm Wrestling. And I found out that every state in the United States held at least one to two competitions a year except Mississippi. So the first one I found was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I said, we'll make the trip. Well, that day I got introduced to professional arm wrestlers, and I seen real quick that I wasn't near as good. Got a little piece I, of humble pie yeah. <laughs> back at the table when you were like 13 with your dad, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I got beat horribly bad that day, and, and it kind of found out it was the Unified Nationals. I didn't even have a clue what the Nationals was. And a guy told me, he said, you know, you do a lot better at a state tournament. So I looked on the Internet, and I found one the New Mexico State Championships. And I went, and I entered amateur. They had amateur events, and I won amateurs that day. What year was this? This would have been around the same year, around 2008, 2009. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say 2009. And I won amateurs, but I lost in pro. And this went on for, for years. I didn't win a pro match for five years. And there was no arm wrestling in Mississippi. I brought the first ever tournaments in Mississippi. And now we're one of the biggest arm wrestling tournaments in the whole country. So how did you do that? How did you go from, hey, guys, look, Mississippi, we have, we are, we're behind in this sport. Let's get this sport here. Where did you hold the first arm wrestling competition here in Mississippi? The first one I held was at the Dancing Rabbit uh, Hotel right next to the Silver Star Golden Moon Casino. And it was... I would have to run you back through that to get the right year on that. Um, I went to Alabama State five years into it. Like I say, I had I had just won amateur competitions up to then. And Alabama State, I said, "Hey, look, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna win." I was I thought I was good. I said, "I'm gonna win win amateurs, and I'm gonna compete top three in pro. I'm gonna come in top three because you could pull." You know, you, it's not like football arm wrestling. You can go in there and say, if you think you're good, you can sign up with pros. It ain't like getting drafted. You know, you can sign right up and pull with if the best. If you want to pull up and, and whatever, yeah. you sign your name to it, you come on then. So I had always pulled pro, and the only way I would win a pro match was if I got lucky enough to meet somebody in the pro tournament that was just like me. He was an amateur, but he had signed up for pro, and we happened to get lucky enough to run across each other, and I beat him. But I remember thinking that day I'm going to win – I'm going to win amateur, no problem, and I'm going to come in top three in pro. And I took second place in the amateurs that day. And you talk about feeling bad. It's like I tell people. Imagine going to college for five years to get your master's degree, and then the professor walks up to you and says, hey, I'm sorry, you know better today than you was five years ago. And that's what I was looking at. I was no better five years into it than I was the day that I started. But that's definitely not where your story ends, Wayne. We are continuing with Wayne Withers, arm wrestling extraordinaire, coming up next here on Good Things. This show was previously recorded. This Memorial Day broadcast on Supertalk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Remembering those who gave it all on this day and every other day. Tico Steakhouse, East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. 
Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at NewCareMD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. Take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And Sports Talk Mississippi will be in Hoover at the SEC tournament starting tomorrow. So you'll get an inside look at what's happening in Hoover all next week. 
Plus, you'll find out who's in and who's out as we get closer to the NCAA regional selections. You may have never played in the NCAA regional selections when it comes to baseball, but I bet you've had an arm wrestling match at some point in time, whether it's between you and your friends or maybe you even got a little too many whiskeys in you and tried it in a public place at a bar one time. But even fewer of you have actually taken it to the next level, like our guest today on Good Things, um, Wayne Withers of Neshoba County, who is a professional arm wrestler and got quite a lot of titles. So how many titles do you have or you hold right now, Wayne? Well, I think I hold somewhere around 34. I've won around 34 professional arm wrestling tournaments in the last 10 years, 10, 11 years, yeah. Because that would be how long you've sort of been pursuing the sport as a competitive athlete. Competitive athlete, yes. I don't know how many of them are state titles. I don't know how many of them are just, you can call them whatever. I mean, you never know who's going to show up at these things. Uh, you can call them Joe Bob's arm wrestling tournament out in the country, and you know you might you'll have good competitors show up, or you can say this is the Mississippi State or this is the Alabama State. This year I've won. This, so far this year I've won three state championships. This year, so Mississippi, not, 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 not yet, not yet, not uh, yet. So you go to other states and rack up their state titles. Yeah, so far January. Well, that doesn't seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> January the the first part of January I won St. Louis which was Missouri. The end of January, I went to Illinois, which was only 35 miles down the road, and uh, I won the Illinois state champion, and then Alabama overall state champion. Then I went to a tournament in Texas, but it wasn't a state tournament. It was just a, it was a run-of-the-mill, kind of a new tournament they was experimenting with. It was something totally different than we had ever seen. So if they're looking at, if you are looking at supertalk.fm slash watch on the behind the scenes of good things, you'll see that Wayne is wearing, I guess, a jersey and it says Team USA arm wrestling. So who's the governing body over the competitions that you're going to? Because you mentioned you can have them in the backwoods and it be considered a competition, but there's also standards and sort of a governing body over, over arm wrestling. Right? Yes, yes. This is the IFA, International Federation of Arm Wrestling. They do all kind of tournaments throughout the year. There's the WAF, they call it, the World Arm Wrestling Federation. There's the Lottie Tour, which is overseas in Europe and uh, usually held in Poland as one of the biggest tournaments in the world. And uh, as I get into my story later, the World Arm Wrestling League is what really has exploded arm wrestling. And I was lucky enough last year to sign a contract with them. So I'm one of the, uh, actually, I'm the only super heavyweight from the South that I know of that signed contracts with the World Arm Wrestling League. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. So that's 12 years into your sport. Let's go back to when you won your first professional sport because it took you five years. And you mentioned you came in second in your first, or in an amateur, and you had, you had set out to win it, obviously, and then win a pro. So what did you come back and work on? How did you approach winning that first pro competition? The main thing that, that I looked back on was, like I say, I, I gathered up my stuff and said, hey, I'm going to the house, you know, after taking second place in the amateurs. As I'm walking out the door, back then, nobody would really talk to me. And uh, I'm walking out the door. For some reason, there was an older gentleman standing at the table, and he said, where are you going, son? And I explained to him that I wasn't any good. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, I went to 36 arm wrestling tournaments in four years and never won a single amateur match. I said, amateur tournament? He said, no, son, I never won an amateur match. He said, my dad said, I love you, but you might want to consider a different hobby. He said, now I've been second in the world three times. Don't never give up. Well, I didn't know this guy at all. I'd never seen him before. Never seen him since then. And I decided to hang around and watch the pro tournament. 
and he destroyed everybody. And he had such a confidence about himself that, you know, he knew when he got to the table he wasn't going to lose. And I said, you know, why can't I do it if he can do it? Because at that time I had only lost a handful of amateur matches. So why can't I be that good? So I go home and I hear about a small tournament that a local group from Tuscaloosa, Alabama is putting on an arm wrestling tournament out of all places in a basketball gym at a high school. So, yeah, that's a small time. I said, you know, anything to do with arm wrestling, I'm going. So I drove to Tuscaloosa, and they invited me to a practice. I had never been to arm wrestling practice. So I go, and I'm getting beat, and there is a about a 55, 56-year-old national champion standing in the corner out there in this hot sun, you know, watch, drinking coffee, watching me arm wrestle. And he walks over to me, and he says, Son, you don't have a clue what you're doing, do you? I said, No, sir. I said, Nobody's ever worked with me at all. He said, Would you like me to teach you how to arm wrestle? And I said, Yeah. And he worked with me for about three hours that day, and I was just a complete turnaround. I started winning tournaments everywhere I went. It's like you switched your hat around <laughs> exactly. and over the top, <laughs> except that it was a little less dramatic than that. It was an actual getting the technique. I've actually heard um, many who listen to Good Things know that I love the sport of um, weightlifting or Olympic lifting, and we've all we always say that um, strength is a skill as much as it is just brute strength. Like yeah. when you learn the skill behind the movements, you can compound your efforts, yeah. you know, really quickly. Did, yeah. did you find that way for yourself? Oh yeah, you also have to train your mind you have to say that there's no way this guy can beat me before you get to the table you know i don't worry about anybody in north america at all you know i pull anybody anytime for any amount of money i'm not scared of anybody you know and that just which has also come from years of wins <laughs> at the time looking back on it no i wasn't that confident but uh i definitely am now and the things that he he actually took the time to work with me and i've went so far since then that every time i see this guy he wants his picture taken with me, and he wants me to give him advice on how to arm wrestle, which is unbelievable because he taught me everything that I knew back then. And of course, I picked up some different tricks along the way. And I, at that time, like I say, I was winning tournaments. I could show up at just about anywhere I wanted to and win a tournament, but I knew if this guy showed up or if that guy from Alabama or Louisiana, if they was to decide to come, yeah, I'm going to get second, third place or something like that. So I said, what do I got to do? to become that guy, the guy that when I walk in the room, everybody's afraid of me. So I had to sit down, you know, what does it take to be top 10 in North America? And all it, ta all it really separates us from the regular arm wrestlers is the time, the training we put into it. Going to the gym, I had always heard that, you know, don't go to the gym if you want to be good at arm wrestling, arm wrestle. How does a pitcher get good at playing baseball? He pitches. But back then, there was only arm wrestling practices three to four hours away from my house. So when I did get to go, which normally only about every three months, I would do too much, and I would actually hurt my arm and leave in worse shape than I was when I got there. So, well, like I say, I'd always been preached to arm wrestle, arm wrestle, arm wrestle. I watched a video one day on this arm wrestler that's uh, a 30-time national champion from Montana, and they asked him in the video, you know, big muscled-up guy. I remember he was real strong. How did how did you uh, how do you train for arm wrestling? How often do you go to practice? He said. I've never been to practice in my life. He said, I go to the gym and, and lift weights. So it goes back to me again, the same as that guy I met in Alabama. If he can do it, why can't I? Because I had nobody to train with here and still don't. I'm still by myself in central Mississippi. All the guys, even though we have two to three major tournaments a year in Mississippi, all the pullers are in south down around Hattiesburg and up north around uh, Tupelo. So we have our state championships July the 24th in Hattiesburg at Brewski's. 
that's where we're holding them right now. We've held them there from from there to Jackson, and like I said, hit my first at the in Philadelphia. So when you started working out and lifting weights, what was your regimen? Was it like deadlifting or grips or abs or curl? I see you just curling in the mirror, but I'm sure that's probably not exactly how it went down. So, <laughs> so I mean, what were the areas that you that you tried to strengthen? Well, you have to think back years ago when I was amateur losing all these matches. I was going to the gym regular, but I was doing the wrong things. Like I say, what works for some people don't work for everybody. They told me, I was reading stories back then about pull-ups was the best thing to do. So I put a pull-up bar in my house, and if I went to the restroom, I would stop and do 20 pull-ups on the way, 20 on the way back. It was all day long. So I was just confident, you know, by listening to these other people that I was going to be really, really good. And finger strength, they preached on finger strength. And I would, I would like to say I was closing 350 pounds, you know, with my fingers. You know, there's special heavy grippers you can buy to use that. That didn't work for me. And I honestly believe right now if you cut my fingers off, I would be just as good of an arm wrestler right now as I am with my fingers because I don't use them in an arm wrestling match. That's my technique. You are confident. <laughs> so I turned around and, and started thinking about the what what do I really use and, and if you think about it what your main muscle is in an arm wrestling match is your wrist whoever's got the strongest wrist who that's who's driving the car whoever can bend the other one's wrist at the start is going to win the match so I started doing a lot of weird things in the gym and a lot of people was looking at what, what are you doing you know they want to know you know a lot of reverse wrist curls where I put the 45 pound bar behind my back and put a lot of weight on it and just wrist curl it to pretty much get sick and you know wrist rolls, rolling weights with uh, the wrist rollers you see the baseballers use, but I take it to the extreme. I put it on the end of bars that, that are stable, and I roll 100 to 150 pounds forward and backwards. And that's a lot. That's my everyday routine in the gym. And back pressure. I use, I do a lot of back machines and stuff, and it really. It really transforms well over to the table in arm wrestling. And it's also transformed well into getting other people inspired here in the state of Mississippi to join Wayne um, in the competitive world of arm wrestling. We're going to learn about that and more coming up next. This show was previously recorded. The all-new Ace Bold and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bold and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. 
You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Paul Gibbs was in his 20s when he assumed command of a Marine platoon that came under heavy fire in Vietnam. We were actually trying to get to another unit that was pinned down. It hit the fan there. Private First Class Ralph Diaz was the radio operator. Though he'd been wounded, he kept fighting, repeatedly exposing himself to intense hostile fire. Gibbs ran to his aid. He said, I'm leaving when you're leaving. And I couldn't, you know, I, I, he, he kept firing his weapon until the minute he died, the second he died. As Diaz threw a grenade that destroyed the enemy position, he was cut down by enemy fire. Gibbs, a hero himself, was seriously wounded in the exchange. He spent 18 months recovering. For more details on their excessive bravery, visit supertalk.fm. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. 
Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Super Talk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. on planning a Mississippi getaway today. You can do that over at visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert will be on location this Friday for a statewide Memorial Day celebration at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby in South Mississippi. The Armed Forces Museum may be the best kept secret in the state and it's an amazing facility that honors the service and sacrifice of the United States military. So the JT Show will be on location this coming Friday at Camp Shelby and I feel like Wayne Withers is one of the best-kept secrets in the state when it comes to what you've done for the sport of arm wrestling and how it has grown since you sort of just started knocking down doors and getting competitions here. So to date, how many professional pullers do we have in the state? We probably have around 60 professional pullers in the state. And we have about, we don't have a lot of them that travel as much as I do. I'm going to say a handful, maybe eight to ten of them that travel around the United States as I, as I do, but most of them just pull locally. But it's still, if even if you're pulling locally, you can still stay pretty competitive in the sport because, like I say, we have about three major tournaments a year here in Mississippi. With the next one coming up, you said July in Hattiesburg. July 24th in Hattiesburg at Brewskies. You need to go ahead and mark that on your calendar. That would be something cool to come out and spectate if you've never seen it before. I would assume it would be something very thrilling. But Jeff in Oxford asked on our ceasefire text line, Wayne, has have you ever broken an arm while pulling? No, you can't break the arm yourself. It's uh, the person that breaks their arm's fault. If you get in a certain position, if you get outside of your arm, they call it, it only takes about 10 pounds of pressure to snap. So 10, 10 pounds of pressure in a bad position to snap your arm. Stop It'll it. break the humerus. So Jim and Hernando wants to ask about John Brzezink. John Brzezink. Brzezink. Does that John name Brzezink. ring? Does he, he, I know it's as confident as you are, Wayne. He does not scare you. But does he? Does that name ring a bell for you? Yes, he is in the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's well, maybe the one, he does. <laughs> he he is, a, is the greatest arm wrestler of all time. He walks around at about 220 pounds. And when he was 21 years old, he actually won the over-the-top tournament. He is the actual winner, but because of his size and because of the fact that he was a young, blonde-headed kid and looked more like a professional tennis player instead of an arm wrestler, Hollywood didn't think that he should use they should use him for the leading role, so they used Bull Hurley. But he actually beat Big Bull Hurley, beat all these other guys. It's just as a kid, like I say, 21. He won the truck. He won the whole thing, the, the 200000 or whatever. He won the whole show. They actually show him in the show in a few different spots of the movie. They show John Brzee. So Over the Top, which is the movie that inspired you when you were like a little boy, Wayne, I mean, that's a real tournament. Is that still going on? No, Over the Top was a one-time tournament. Oh, a one-time tournament. They still have world championships all over the world, all over the yes, all over the world. But Over the Top was just something a little special. We don't, I don't really know how it got started. And I don't know why they decided to do the movie on. I, I really don't know the 
the story behind it, but over the top was to this date it was the biggest thing the world the arm wrestling world had ever seen. Well, you were invited to the world championship, which is coming up in September, I think you mentioned. And so how did you get that invitation? I had to qualify for that. There was a, a qualifier in Alabama, in Cottonwood, Alabama, and this was March of last year. And I went and I won the whole tournament and qualified for the Worlds. We were supposed to have the Worlds in September of last year. Because of COVID, it was po- postponed until this year. So that's how you have to. I can't see you arm wrestling in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way, no way. No, we had to wait till that pass. <laughs> I want to talk about the sport, though, because, again, I think so many of us listening to Good Things Today, Wayne, our limited experience with arm wrestling outside of just backyard parties or bar brawls is the movie Over the Top. So do they really, do you ha- like, do you sit down across do you have like your hand tied? Like walk us through a match, like as this from the start to finish. What what will happen? Well, they have the what they call the set down arm wrestling tournaments or the set down nationals. I have never competed in one. Most traditionally, they're all stand up arm wrestling matches, and a strap match is what you're calling being tied to somebody, which is what I look for. You don't start out in a strap. You go to the table, you grab the hand peg with your nun arm wrestling arm, you grab your opponent's hand, and the referee sit, lines you up, makes sure nobody's cheating, he says, ready, go. And a lot of the times, your hand will slip away from your opponent's hand. When it does, that's when they call it a strap. You put your arms back together, tie you together very tightly with a strap. What would be cheating? Cheating is the only thing that, that they call a foul on is, is elbow fouls. As long as your elbow stays on the pad, you're okay. You can go pretty much under the table, over the table, <laughs> one leg off the floor. As long as your hand is on the elbow, your non-arm wrestling hand is holding the pig, and your elbow stays on that pad with contact to that pad, anything pretty much goes. Do you have like a system of or like a routine, whether it's mental music, what you eat for breakfast, what britches you wear to, to like get you into that mode? Do you wear the hat? Do you turn it backwards? What does Wayne Weathers do when he's when he knows he has an opponent? Well, early years into it, I couldn't eat nothing at all. I would have butterflies real bad the day of. And after that, I was just, you know, blue jeans, T-shirt. But then I got to notice and I went to a tournament a couple of years ago and I wore my actual gym clothes, my gym like jogging pants and i felt stronger i felt more confident and i talked to some other guys at the tournaments about they said yeah because you know you're used to what you're doing when you're getting strong you know it brings you back to that so ever since then i've always made it a point to wear like my gym clothes to the event you know it's whatever you feel the most confident or comfortable in as you mentioned you shared a little bit about your routine and you figured that out for yourself in the gym what works for what works for wayne withers but you also mentioned the mental side of it so i understand how you got physically stronger and to me strength is a skill so you learned the techniques behind arm wrestling but what mental strategies did you sort of gather to help you improve as an arm wrestler well i guess i've actually had people like in the movie, you see them, they would kind of push them or slap at them. And <laughs> I've actually done that before, before big matches, and, and it gets your adrenaline pumped up, sights you out, it makes you stronger, you know, makes your whole, everything gets, makes you a lot stronger when you get upset. So, yeah, when we're respectful on the table, we're going to shake each other's hand before and after the match. But during that match, you can let an explosion out, you know, just get extremely upset. You know, you can actually... I say, hey, this guy that I'm arm wrestling, he has pushed my kid's face in the dirt. He's chunked rocks at the dogs. He did something to make me mad. You know, no one he hasn't. But, you know, you're trying yeah. to get in that mindset of wanting to win so bad that 
that you actually go to a different place. You know, you can get upset, you know, but, you know, we we know at the end of the day we're going to respect each other off the table, but we're going to put on a show sometimes, too, you know. Well, and I think that's part of the thrill. If you've never been out, and we should all be looking to maybe um, support these local events that you're bringing to Mississippi, even as a spectator, I think it would be a lot of fun. But I also think there's a lot of misconceptions around arm wrestling. I mean, as a parent, I don't have young boys, but I could imagine if my son came home and was like, Mom, I want to be an arm wrestler, I'd be like, ah, you need to do something with your life. Um, so it's not like the the bar fights or the, you know, sort of the rough and tumble all the time. Like, this is a legit professional sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the referees are professional. And, you know, if they hear somebody in there that's using foul language, you know, just talking to one of his friends, hey, look, you know, we get, there's kids in here, there's women in here, you know, cut it out real quick. They don't, they don't put up with that. So, yeah, we have child events at a lot of these tournaments, maybe 13 and up. And the referees are real careful watching the children compete, making sure that, you know, if their arm gets in a bad position, they'll stop the match. It's better to stop it and restart the match than somebody get injured, somebody get hurt, you know. With, yes, at, uh, yes. as a parent, yes, that would be, especially when you said it only takes like 10 pounds of force whenever uh, to snap an arm. But you mentioned the women. So is this a thriving sport for the ladies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of women competitors. Are they uh, scary? Oh, no. They just look like everyday women. You never know there was arm wrestlers. <laughs> you never know it. And I feel sorry for them years ago because... A lot of the times the tournaments they might not be, but two to three to four women show up for the for the tournament, and they wouldn't get to pull along at all. But you know, as, as arm wrestling has got so much popular over the last three to four years, now the women's event can sit there and just run almost as long as the men's event, and they're they're very interested in it. What do you think has sparked the interest in arm wrestling? Probably social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, I got people in Mississippi that's real good competitors that might have been on the road with me for two or three years, and inside of two or three years, they was beating a lot of big name arm wrestlers. It took me a lot longer than that because when I started, there was no Facebook of it, there was no YouTube of it. You've seen these arm wrestlers sometimes on ESPN, but they didn't, they wasn't talking to the public on Facebook and all. But now, you know, you can ask any of them for advice. The best in the world, all around the world. You know, I got people that contact me from Africa, from Japan, all over China, all over the Middle East. I'm friends with people that arm wrestle, and that's that's crazy. You mentioned <laughs> there's nobody in North America that makes Wayne Weathers nervous at an arm. Do you call it an arm table? Arm wrestling table. Arm wrestling table. <laughs> but is there someone internationally that you're like, you know, makes you make make you would like to see that match? Yeah, I actually asked the Italian world champion about a month or two months ago on on, uh, on the internet for a match, and he he never responded. So uh, shame on him. That, <laughs> that's the way it is. Uh, they having uh, there, there's people all over the world. I'd love to compete. I'd love to find somebody that could get me highly motivated to to train really really hard, you know, for a match. Because right now I'm going to the gym. And working out, I'm just not working out as hard as I would be for a super match against somebody. Well, and that will be coming up in September for you, but we've got a little bit more coming up with Wayne coming up next. This show was previously recorded.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Happy Memorial Day with sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 63. Your Tuesday, partly sunny, high near 88. Wednesday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 86. And for Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the Range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle builds. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on tech. Apple's mobile operating system, iOS 14.5, is finally here, and with it, the long-awaited privacy update app tracking transparency. Apple sees privacy as a human right, so the software will give users more control over what other apps can track. You're likely familiar with tracking if you've ever searched for, say, a new pair of shoes online. You may have noticed that suddenly ads you see all over the web include the very shoes you were searching for, or something similar. Apple's app tracking transparency requires you give permission to an app to collect your data for targeted ads and if you want to share location data with advertisers. That is often used for retailers to target you knowing you're in or near their stores. Privacy advocates have praised the change, but companies that rely on ad revenue like Facebook say it will hurt their business. Going forward, users will see an alert saying what the app you're using will track and with a simple tap, you can opt in or out. The 14.5 update is available now. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. Memorial Day. Those who fought are part of us, part of our history. No number of wreaths, no amount of music and memorializing will ever do them justice. But it is good for us that we honor them and their sacrifice. Remembering those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. Super Talk Mississippi. 
Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. here folks so make sure you plan a mississippi adventure you can go to visit mississippi.org to explore a little more and rhino we haven't spoken to you much today but the music's been on point man if you haven't figured it out it's all from the movie over the top which has sylvester stallone playing the truck driver who wins the big cash and the truck to save his son all through the sport of arm wrestling and we have our own over the top um winner here which well he's not the winner of over the top because i forgot that's an actual tournament so i don't want to put you <laughs> to put you up there but but i have no doubt that if wayne withers puts his mind to it he's definitely going to uh, accomplish that so you accomplished though the worlds what was sort of your story of getting of getting there or getting invited there to the World Arm Wrestling League. So I flew to California in May of 2019, and they was having the the IF, I'm sorry the WAF Worlds in uh, Romania that year, and I qualified to go. And I come home and I started making plans to fly to Romania, and right away I seen that the World Arm Wrestling League was doing four free tournaments around the United States, and the World Arm Wrestling League was was getting very popular. It was just TV arm wrestling, but it was like. UFC style, where they would put them at you against somebody else, and it would be like pay per view, like uh, not really pay per view, but Fox Sports Net and you know ESPN and stuff. So the best of the best arm wrestlers in the world, but you had to be invited, you had to be drafted. So they was doing four free tournaments, and the winner, which mean the king of the table, which mean you had to win your weight class plus beat the champions of every other weight class. So basically everybody in the building. So I fly to Pennsylvania, and out of 235 competitors, I won the whole tournament come back home they ran off the other tournaments and we found out a few weeks later that yeah you're going to get a shot on the show but it's going to be like an undercard you're going to be on before the actual show for no money and the other guys basically told the world arm wrestling league you know hey take your match and shove it but you know i didn't really look at it like that i said i got to do something to show these guys that i'm a lot better arm wrestler than they think i am so we started toying with who who i could pull so in a few weeks, uh, the promoter from Mississippi called me, and he said, hey, look, would you be interested in pulling Matt Mass in a super match at Mississippi if I can get him down here? And I said, well, sure. Well, Matt Mass is one of their top stars in World Arm Wrestling League. He'd beaten everybody, pretty much. He just flew in the four-time Italian world champion one month before my match with Matt Mass, and Matt Mass literally destroyed him, sent him back to Italy with losses, just three losses. And so for two months, I said, what can I do to beat this guy? You know, uh, it's kind of like looking at the movie with Will Smith where he was trying to be a broker and he had to, you know, not take bathroom breaks, not do, not take the shortcuts to beat all these guys that was more experienced. So for two months, I was on a perfect diet. You know, basically just cornbread, greens, and stuff like that, peas, just lean, just lean <laughs> proteins. You just got some hoots and hollers for yeah. calling that the perfect diet, but yes. <laughs> two months of that. Two months of every day, four hours a day, training my wrist and back pressure. Whether I was at work, I had some weights in my gym in my spare time. I was home. I was living in the gym, you know, for four for two months. I'm sorry, every day in in about a month leading up before the match. I mean, I'm sorry, about a week. I couldn't hardly close my fingers because all the pressure. My back was hurting so bad I couldn't stand up straight. But I, you know, I healed up and I shocked the world. I beat him three to zero that day. 
and nobody that's feeling. He flew to Mississippi, you know, his pictures up on the wall, he's signing autographs, you know. He just beat the four time Italian world champion. What's what's old country boy from Mississippi gonna do, right? It's that cornbread. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what it was, the cornbread. So I beat him three to nothing but the World Arm Wrestling League didn't call me. All they did was call all the rest of their competitors and said, do not ever pull outside of an organization like that again because I had just made them look really bad. A few months later, a guy from Baltimore wanted to come out of retirement and pull me. He had seen how popular I was getting. So we decided the match, and in between then and the time we were supposed to meet in Alabama and pull, he was telling the World Arm Wrestling League, hey, you should watch this match. Hey, the winner should be the one to go on the show. And I thought it was disrespectful, so I said, hey, you know, I put my time in. You know, I, I should be the one to go to the World Arm Wrestling League. So I trained just as hard for him as I did Matt Mask. And he was a really strong guy. But when he came to Alabama, I sent him back home with the loss as well. But the good thing was him calling the World Arm Wrestling League, telling them they should watch. They actually listened to what he said. And they was watching that day. And one month later, they called and offered me a two-year contract for matches in Chicago, starting out in Chicago. My debut match was supposed to be last August. And about two weeks before the tournament, uh, the whole season got canceled because of coronavirus. So I'm just sitting on hold right now waiting on to get that back. Well, we will make sure we get you back on good things when all that goes down so we can, with the rest of the world, watch Wayne Withers win um, the World Arm Wrestling Competition. I have no doubt that you can do it. And people can get more of you and actually see you in action over on your YouTube channel. How do they find you? I just go to Wayne Withers Arm Wrestling on YouTube. And uh, on Instagram, I'm armbender601. But to see my matches, it'd be Wayne Weathers Arm Wrestling. And if you want to find us on Facebook and keep up with our tournaments, it's Mississippi Arm Fighter is on Facebook. Well, I have enjoyed today more than you'll ever know, Wayne. I think it's so <laughs> cool, your entire story. You're going to be a frequent flyer here because we're going to help you know, bring a little bit of sunshine to the sport of arm wrestling here in the state of Mississippi. And who knows? You never know. I may get out there and give it a whirl with the other ladies and pull for the first time. Awesome. Awesome. I'd I would be proud be, of the training. Hey, look, I wouldn't be... I would shy away from the opportunity to do something stupid like that so <laughs> you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next you got sports talk mississippi from 3 to 6 p.m but rhino and i will be back tomorrow at 2 until then i hope you all find time for the good things This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.